We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com B-E. So who would I be? I would be somebody that, that, is, that, that can bring sunshine you know, in your day, somebody that'll be there to support you. I'll be the one that'll encourage you. And I'll be the one that's going to ask you a whole bunch of really good questions <laughs> to get you thinking about how you can achieve your next level and, uh, and really be happy in your life and be the most productive human being that you can be. Dr. Chris Jones here and welcome to Seeing to Lead, a show designed to help leaders increase their ability to effectively support, engage, and empower their staff through intentional practices so that they create an environment where everyone reaches their greatest level of success. On Seeing to Lead, communication rules the day as we hear voices from both teachers and leaders in an effort to examine perspectives, highlight misunderstandings, and provide steps to ultimately bridge the gap between what teachers need and provide through thoughtful dialogue. This show is about amplifying voices, creating understanding, and providing information to help everyone continually improve. I want to personally thank you for taking the time. Now, let's get to getting better. Joel began his career as a science and chemistry teacher in 1997, and for the past 15 years has served as a principal, guiding improvement initiatives, and providing instructional leadership to staff and students in elementary, middle, and high schools. From 2014 to 2018, he coached French Ontario principals as an instructional leader with the CFORP. He supported the development of leadership skills of principals and accompanied school board educational teams on the issue of teaching and learning in the era of global competencies. Joel is currently principal slash school efficacy leader in his school board, as well as a provincial leadership coach within his provincial principals association. He is the founder of Inspire Leadership Coaching and the host of Inspire Leadership Podcast, as well as the podcast, This Is Leadership. I've known Joel for a while. We were in the mastermind with Better Leaders, Better Schools for a little while together, and that's where we met. Um, and I, I'm super excited to have Joel on just for the different viewpoints and opinions he offers. Welcome, Joel. Thank you very much, Chris. Fresh off our holidays. Hey, both of us, we had some fantastic vacations with our families and so fresh to go. And I'm I'm so happy to be here, Chris. Uh, I've been following you. Like you said, we met way back in the mastermind and uh, guiding principles, right? Was, yeah. was the name of our group. Yeah. And that's right. And ever since then, I've been, you know, we connected. So it allowed me to get to know you and to just keep following you on, on social media and seeing all the great things you're doing, the things you're, you've accomplished, you know, those, those awards that you've won. Congratulations on that. And your book, which I just finished reading, we were talking in, in the pre-show. So I really enjoyed that as well. But thanks for having me. And, you know, any opportunity that I have to be able to talk about leadership and what we do and, you know, just to get the word out there because, we, you know, the people that are listening, we never know. 
you know, somebody I'm sure needs to hear it. And a lot of people can benefit from the experience that, that we have as, as leaders. So it's always, I think, a great thing for somebody to be able to, to share that leadership and, and share those experiences with, with everybody. And, you know, it's a win-win situation. See, we're like a minute and a half in and you're already dropping gold for people. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, this is going to be great because I know that you're all about leaders and supporting leaders and, and making sure that they, they get what they need to be successful. So we're going to, we're going to hear some good things. And just from what you said there. So one of the things I really wanted to hit on in the first question I want to ask you about was the school efficacy thing, the school efficacy position. Can you tell us a little bit more what that's about? And, and I have an idea why it's important, but I'd love to hear why, why that's important in, in schools. Yes, absolutely. So it's actually a, a, it's a system position. So it's within the, the complete school board. And like you, like you read in my, bi, in my biography, I've been in education business since 97 and a school principal since 2006. Within that experience as a, as a school principal, I've had a chance, you know, for four years to be on, on secondment or detachment at a, at a, a provincial level. But within school boards, there are also positions uh, that principals can hold where you're actually not a principal of a school per se, but you're more like, you know, the director of a service, right? So that's what I am, right? It's like director of uh, a pedagogical services for the entire school board. So whenever we've got, you know, changes within curriculum and things like that, and we got to roll out some, some professional learning and some professional development, well, you know, I've got a team of teachers that are also, uh, you know, uh, systemic. And with those uh, teachers, we plan the PD and things like that. So we offer a whole bunch of stuff, you know, throughout the throughout the uh, the district. So my position uh, has actually, it, it's existed in the province of Ontario, Canada for, for uh, a few years now. So it's, it's school efficacy leader. I think it's, it's a wonderful position and it's something that I've always wanted to do. Uh, when thinking about my career path, right? So I started teaching and I had aspirations. I had, you know, uh, my thoughts on how things should be done within school. I had my philosophies and I had that positivity that I wanted to put out there and make a difference. So, you know, you, and, and I think we've gone through similar steps, right? You become then a school leader to be able to do that type of work at that level. And, Thinking about that, you know, I, I did that since two. I've been doing that since two thousand six, so it's been a while. And I'm like, you know what? I'd like to, I'd like to really be able to contribute even more than that. And throughout the years, I've had the opportunity to develop my own leadership and discover the importance of leadership development through different experiences, through reading, through connecting with people like you, Chris, uh, and uh, Dan, Danny Bauer at Better Leaders, Better Schools, for example, because that's some, someone we have in common. So. You know, and in my head, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, so I've been contributing to this, to these fantastic school, uh, these fantastic schools, the communities within those schools. And I'm thinking, you know, I'd love to be able to do the type of work where, you know, I can take the experience that I have, I can take the training I've taken, the, you know, the courses and, and the qualifications that I've taken in leadership and be able to add value to, you know, other school principals, other leaders, anyone that would like to be a leader, because, you know, everyone can be a leader. You know, how can I add value, especially when it came to, you know, the the, the principalship position? Because throughout my experience, you know, I, I've worked for fantastic school boards. But the reality is, is that, you know, there wasn't really 
very often a lot of things that were offered to us as professional development or professional learning, you know, whatever was offered, we'd either go out and get it ourselves, you know, on our own time, or we would just follow the same things that were offered to the teachers, which is not bad, but it's still, it wasn't hitting, you know, those, those leadership competencies. So, you know, my, my dream and my hopes were that I can maybe, you know, attain that kind of a position or a systemic position, but to bring in the part, you know, bring in that, that coaching aspect, the leadership development aspect, and not just, you know, the, the, the school improvement plans and the data and, but the, the person who is the leader, the principal, and to be able to add value to him or her and to be able, uh, you know, to work with them and to be able to help them develop their leadership competency so that they can in turn do the same thing within their staff, right? And empower their staff. And I know you talk a lot about that, Chris, in, in your book. So here I am in a principal's position and the position that I'm in now, which is school efficacy leader, I just got into this position last year. So I've completed my first year and going into my second. And it was really a, almost like a dream come true for me because, you know, I was ready for my next step and I was, I was looking and um, before I knew it, uh, appeared a, uh, an ad in a paper and it was a job offer. Right? They were looking for a school efficacy leader uh, and a director of ped- pedagogical services. And what was really interesting was that it was a school board within my district. So, I, I, you know, if I applied for this and got it, I didn't even have to move. And I already knew the people, you know, that worked in that school board because I had a chance to, uh, well, not only are they people, you know, they're, they're people that live in my community, but I also had a chance to work with them within, you know, the role that I had played when I was on secondment for, for four years. So I gotten to know pretty much what all the school boards within my province. But what got me really excited, Chris, was that when I read the job description, it talked about the school efficacy piece, which is, you know, accompanying the schools to work on their school improvement plans. You know, the, the, the data part, you know, are you, are you getting the right data? Are you analyzing the right data? How are you using that data? Uh, you know, how are we getting into learning cycles and things like that, you know, and just getting things rolling in school. But they were also looking for someone that can actually do some leadership coaching within school principals in that board. So I thought that was fantastic, Chris, because here, here is a school board saying developing leadership is important and we need to get on it because they know that that's, that that's one of the biggest factors that has an impact on the school. So I was extremely excited. So I said, talked with my wife, Brigitte, and I said, listen, I'm applying for this job because this is exactly what I, you know, when's the next time I'm going to see, you know, an ad like that come out for a job? It's, it was just an opportunity I couldn't, I couldn't resist. So I applied for it. And uh, luckily I, I was, I was given the job and it's just been a fantastic ride since then, Chris. So school efficacy leader, as I said, I meet with, uh, with school principals throughout my, my school board. We work on their school improvement plans, on the data that they're getting. How can we analyze that data and which ways we can analyze it? How can we use it? And how can we, you know, get the staff within the school and develop that leadership within the staff as well and build that leadership competency with, within each, you know, member of the staff so that we can get some learning communities going and getting those learning cycles going uh, within within the school, because the input, of course, is 
student achievement, right? And to be able to, to have an impact on that achievement. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I've been creating masterminds within my school board and I've been meeting one-on-ones for coaching sessions with school principals and, you know, uh, building uh, professional development for school principals based on things that, that'll that help them to develop their competencies as, as well and, and to put the emphasis on growth and adding value to yourself, right? So that's the first, it's, it's like the oxygen mask in the plane. What did they tell you? You got to put it on yourself first before you can help anybody else. So in that aspect, it's given me that opportunity to be able to build professional development, to be able to guide them into professional learning so that they can get out and get it, you know, get what they need themselves as well. And just to get them uh, to realize the importance, but to get them to love doing it as well. So it's, Chris, it's been just a, really, it's been a fantastic opportunity and it's new within my school board. So even that opportunity to, to to be able to build something from the ground up because, you know, the position existed, but they tweaked it, right? With that coaching part, which is something new for the board. So, you know, building that with the people that I work with has been just fantastic. And um, I've been enjoying myself immensely because it it also mirrors a lot of the work that I do with an Inspire Leadership Coaching, which is my, my, uh, my leadership and consulting business. So to be able to to do both within that school setting and within the schools and the different communities has been just, it's been fantastic. That's the the best thing. I mean, you just said a ton. The best thing. I did. Sorry. No, (laughs) I'm just, I'm so excited about it. Right, Chris. It's I, I, you know, I, I just eat, eat leadership every day and it's so exciting to be able to do that kind of work that, uh, you know, I can talk about it for, for five hours. That's that's what I was just (laughs) going to say. You're clearly super excited about it. And to come across a position, that's almost a match made in heaven to come across a position that you're so, you're so engaged in that it shows, but just to just to go back, I mean, you said a ton there, but you said two really important things. First of all, the idea of efficacy, right? That that we can do this, that we have the ability to do this, and believing that you have the ability to do that. Absolutely. But the professional development that's offered, um, it can't be the same, and it, and it can't be the same among teachers. No. Much less from teachers to principals, and that's not to say that the professional development being offered is less than. It's just not appropriate and it doesn't fit. It's not relevant. Correct. Different. So the idea that you said those two things where your position as a school efficacy leader, let me see if I can boil this down into, you know, it's almost like the old, the old artful thinking routine from Project Zero out of Harvard. Mm. The, The whole idea of headline where you take a concept and see if you can break it down into a headline that would be on a newspaper. Yeah. Your position as school efficacy leader is to help leaders gain the ability to perform by taking in professional development as valuable as, but different than teachers. Absolutely. And, and how they can take that and in turn develop other leaders within their staff. Right, right. Right. So you want to empower them, right, to be able to, to have those competencies and the know-how where, okay, here we are developing a, as, you know, as a collective you know, the, the, the school principals without the boards, when we're together, I do some one-on-one as well, but we do a lot collectively, uh, book studies and masterminds and things like that. Um, you know, now how can I take this and how can I, you know, bring this within my school and transform it so that I can now take, you know, uh, teachers and empower them and give them the taste and, and you know, help them understand the need and, and, and um, 
and the importance to develop themselves and to be able to add value to themselves and so that they can become leaders as well within within the school community. I'm I'm so glad you went there because that was one of the things I was going to ask you. So, you know, you work with principals and you yeah. support and so I'm going to I'm going to little shameless plug for my acronym of C and you support engage and empower leaders. And those leaders then do that for teachers. And then those teachers then do that for students. So let's get to the nitty gritty a little bit for the people listening to this show. How do you, and you mentioned a couple of them, you mentioned masterminds, coaching, PD, support, book studies, all those different things. Mm -hmm. But what's your go-to strategy or setup that you use to help principals with these things, to help principals with efficacy and to get the the support they need to become engaged and to become empowered where they then in turn do that for their teachers? I'd I'd say probably the most impactful go-to presently is the mastermind. The mastermind format, okay? Because what happens is that it allows us to, for example, it allows us to to do things that you usually do in the mastermind with the hot seat and, and whatnot. But I think the second powerful piece of the mastermind is the reading that we do together, right? So we'll we'll pick a book, and for example, uh, what we're, what I'm going to be doing with with my school principals this year uh, is based on the work from Peter Dewitt. I don't know if you know Peter Dewitt. Absolutely, collective leader leader efficacy is a fantastic book. You know, it, it it's it's a great guide if you want to. You know, if you want to develop the collective leader efficacy within your school board and you're looking at, you know, how do I do it? What is leadership efficacy? What, what, what does it mean? How do we build it? You know, uh, Peter did a fantastic job in his book. So when, when you have an opportunity to be able to meet together uh, and, and we meet uh, biweekly, so every two weeks, uh, we'll meet at the end of the school day. So we'll do like a 3.30 to 4.30. And it's it's the mastermind format, and I just throw out the invitation. It isn't. It, it's it's um, it's something that people have to agree to, to be a part of. They don't have to be there if they don't want to be there. We understand that everybody's schedule is a little bit hectic. You know, sometimes you get a phone call at the end of the day because there's a student coming back on the bus because there wasn't anybody home. Not that that ever happens, eh, Chris? No, no, never. At never. the elementary yeah. school level <laughs> anyways. So I'm an elementary school principal mostly. I, I did high school a few years, but it was mostly elementary. So, you know, it's it's just, it's that place where we meet the mastermind and, you know, you, you commit. You say, you know, I am going to be there, but at the same time, understanding that sometimes there's, uh, you know, emergencies or there's, things that we didn't uh, foresee and and it makes it that we got to miss. And that's no problem either. But they, they send me an email just to let me know and uh, that they're not going to be there because uh, I'd say that for all of them, it's something that's really important for them to be there uh, because they know the value that they can get out of the collective intelligence, right? Out of everybody. So coming back to the book, to be able to take a book like this, where we're going to say, listen, this is what we're going to be working on this year. We're going to be working on you know, collectively developing our leader efficacy, right? So how can we do that together? And if we've got all the school principals from all the schools and we're working on this together, then, you know, we'll be able to do a rollout that's a lot more uh, consistent as well, right? And then whenever we run into some uh, s- some problems or some issues, then we could come back, right? And we can discuss it within the mastermind. So, you know, we're very, very, I'm very selective with the books that I pick, of course, in the mastermind. And, it isn't a book that I would pick to do with school teachers, right? Although it does, it, it does uh, impact them, but not 
at the same level as a le- as a school leader, right? So it's very specific to them. So you know that sacred time when we're meeting, you know, once every every second week, sixty minutes, we're able to dive into books uh, such as collective leader leader efficacy, and it allows us to be able to explore it and to see how we want. We, you know, we want to engage into that within our schools, right? And whenever we, like I said, we have challenges that come up, you know, we're able to bring it uh, into the discussion because if one principal is having that challenge, chances are somebody else is having it or will be having it. So, you know, we're able to really be proactive in, in that sense within the discussions of the mastermind. And of course, the power of the the hot seat, right? So every principal has their turn. we got the you know, we've got the, the the Google Doc or the, the the document with everybody's name and the dates, and and they always bring some really interesting uh, points of view. And sometimes it's not always about about school. You know, it could be about other other things as well. Uh, we open it up because we're there to. I'm there to develop human beings, right? They are school principals, but we know that you know whatever can be going on in our personal lives, if it's a little rocky, it's going to have an effect on how we are as work as well. So, you know, I, I leave that door open and people could come in and, and bring whatever uh, challenge that they're having. And then if it's something that they'd like to, the, you know, the feedback from the collective intelligence, then they bring it to the hot seat. So that's really, really rich as well. So the impact of that format, Chris, is unbelievable. I'd say that's the first. And then the second one, Chris, would be uh, the one-on-one meetings, right? Which is a little tougher, I got to admit. It's a little more difficult just because of the time piece, right? So, you know, I'm I'm one one person, and within our school district, we've got maybe it's it's not a big district, but we still have you know a little over twenty schools. So, you know, it's a lot of principals to want to meet. Plus, the work that I have to do as you know director of pedagogical services and efficacy leader, right? So, to be able to to pinpoint that, you know, I just work systems where I work with x amount of principals, you know, in first semester, second semester type of deal. And just try to get through everybody within, you know, a, a couple of years. But the one-on-one meetings are very impactful as well. So I'd say those are the two formats, Chris, that are most impactful to do that kind of work as school efficacy leader is that collective piece where we can bring in the collective intelligence and then to be able to connect one-on-one with each principal, you know, to go a little bit deeper and be a little bit more intimate as well, because sometimes they, they'll discuss things one-on-one that they wouldn't within the group, right? Or we're able to, uh, to, to, to make the time for specific things going on within that school community, within that culture. So it's like taking, you know, the work that we do collectively, but, you know, giving them a little bit of a personalized package for their school community and what they're living and what they're going through, because it's different for every school, right? So what you're saying, I mean, there's so many questions that come to mind <laughs> as you're saying that, but um, because I, I try to imagine people, and now I know the power of the mastermind yeah. or a well-run mastermind, because I think there's a difference between well-run masterminds and gatherings. But I, I personally know the power of a well-run mastermind. And it, it makes me think of other questions around, you know, getting people to join confidentiality evaluations, all those things that come up that we can, we can talk about. Maybe we can put something together after for, um, cause we could mm-hmm. spin off into that for an hour, a conversation about how yeah, to make well, that work. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what I, what I do take away from what you were just saying for the idea of building efficacy and supporting those leaders in that, 
that process and then engaging them to become empowered to go forward and and create other leaders because that's the end game. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I hear that you're really your go-to approach is a combination of the collective and individual attention that people need and can make use of. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, and you know, in, in my case, have being a, uh, a certified uh, leadership coach, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm able to bring those qualities and those competencies to the table, you know, because it's one thing to say, you know, I'm going to coach and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that type of work with principles, but you got to know, you got to know how to do it right and do it right. So that you're, you're, you're really, uh, you know, you're really uh, giving those school principles what they need to grow. So it's not just anybody that can come in, you know, it takes, it takes to know how to do it. It takes, you know, the right mindset to do it. So that's really important as well. But um, yeah, so it's a combination of two for for two reasons. The first reason, and and this is based on John Hattie's research, where he showed that the collective efficacy, and I can I've got it here in front of me. I'll just read it. it. Says you know research shows that collective efficacy was three times more likely to contribute to student student achievement than any other influences on learning, and that's from Hattie. So just because of that, you know that that research piece tells me. We need to get these principles together and get, get get them talking about the same issues and get them thinking together, right? So that's the first piece. The second piece, of course, is the power and or the power of the one-on-one coaching sessions, right? You know, I do that uh, with uh, personally with my business. I do that also as as a school efficacy leader, and so I know firsthand the power. And the development that we can get out of one-on-one coaching sessions, right? Which is for me, coaching is the most powerful approach that we can take to help people grow is, is that coaching. So being able to take, you know, to take these that I've been able to develop those qualifications that I've been able to go and get through different courses and different certifications. uh, For me, it just allows me to have the biggest impact, you know, have the biggest punch when it comes to, developing collective leader efficacy and as well as developing the individual person as a leader. So what I want to do is I want to talk about that. I'm glad you mentioned the biggest punch, right? The, um, I, I want to talk about that as, as we move forward in the show about influence and ability to do that. But first, I just want to take a couple quick seconds and hear from some of our sponsors. Okay, and we're back with Joelle. And, you know, when we were talking before, there was a whole bunch that you just explained concerning, you know, coaching leaders up and and making them successful. And one of the things that stuck out with me, Joelle, is that you said the idea of punch or influence for the work that you're putting in. Okay. So it makes me wonder if, if in your perfect world, what would that look like for leaders in a district and what they're doing and the success they're having, if you've had your your requisite amount of influence? Well, it's that's a great question, Chris. And and the nice thing about your question, the answer is that I'm I'm already seeing it. So <laughs> which is there great. You go. There you go. But yeah, so you know, how do you know you're having that influence, right? How do you know you're having that impact? Well, it's it's just by by watching those those leaders in turn, you know, going to their schools and into their communities and the work that they're doing and and how they've been able to implement a lot of the things that you know that we've been talking about and working on together. So, you know, what are the look for is well, you you know, you're seeing a leader that's uh that's going back into their community and and 
you know, that is able to, to, to bring people together, you know, and they're able to uh, organize these people and get their feedback and get them involved with, with the decision-making, get them involved within whatever, you know, initiative that they want to take into the schools. But we're also seeing those leaders, you know, finding different ways to help those teachers are those, you know, teachers, teachers assistants and, and whatnot. They're helping every person within those schools, including, including the students to grow. You know, they're creating opportunities for them as well to be able to grow. So it's not just about, okay, you know, we've got this, uh, this PLC going. So we, you know, and, and I'll be at the elementary level. So, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, reading skills in grade one and two, and we've got some data on that. We've been measuring, you know, the, the progressions, the reading levels and whatnot, you know, we can talk about that and the leaders that are, that are coming together and they're going back into their schools and they're able to better get into those learning cycles. Right. And so that's another, I think that's another, uh, another way we can tell that, that, that impact is in places that we're seeing leaders have much more success with the process. And that's really important. It's, it's not the, it's not the result. Yeah. The result is important, of course, (laughs) but I think, I think, you know, where, where we want to have that biggest punch, like I said, is, is with the processes, right? Because that's, what's I think most difficult for a lot of administrators, a lot of leaders is, you know, how do I do it? And because it's not everybody that's just, inept to be able to do it naturally, right? You got to learn and you got to, you got to try, you got to fail, you got to try again, and you just got to keep going with, with that kind of cycle, right? So seeing, you know, administrators, seeing leaders being able to organize these learning cycles to be able to, you know, go and get the right data, analyze the right data, and just keep, you know, coming back and circling, keep questioning is another, uh, definitely another way that we can see that the impact is there. I talked about, you know, developing others within their staff, that's that's another piece uh, that I can tell. But another thing that I've noticed as well is just the confidence. Just listening to what they're saying when they're speaking, listening to the contributions, be it during a mastermind uh, meeting, it could be during a principal's meeting with the superintendents, uh, it could be during uh, some PD, you know, just, just listening to, to what they're saying and how they're saying it. Uh, I've seen some principals' confidence just skyrocket, and it's been fantastic to to see them grow and to and to just take hold of their leadership that way. So that's another way that we're seeing it as well, and we're even getting some some principals that are coming forward wanting to participate, not only participate in the professional development that we do offer, but they want to be a part of offering it as well. So that's an important piece, right? We talked about empowering teachers within this uh, within a staff. When we talk about professional development, you know, how can we get them involved so that they're giving it, uh, giving that professional development to the uh, to other teachers in the school, but, but it's the same thing with the principals, right? So we've got some that, that are getting involved because they want to get involved because they, they feel now that they've got some, something to contribute, right? So that's it. It's another way that we're seeing it, Chris, as well. You just yeah. brought that whole, uh, I didn't mean to jump on you there, but I'm, I'm oh, sitting here okay. all excited. You just <laughs> you just brought that whole circle together of efficacy when you ended with growing in confidence because I was just I was thinking to myself okay so how do you know that you've you've accomplished what you've set out to accomplish in that area of efficacy and the, and the phrase that the people you're working with are able to set a process that provides opportunities to grow in practice and confidence and mm-hmm. you brought that full circle and then you just broaden my horizons because I'm always talking about 
getting staff to provide professional development. Well, I've never talked about having leaders provide professional development for other leaders. And I don't know why it's just an oversight or whatever, but you just, mm-hmm. it kind of, you just opened up that door on the other side for me to think about that. So I just, I just got all excited. I just wanted to jump in and say something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been, it's been, uh, it's great. And, you know, we've got some really fantastic leaders and everybody's different. So they've got all, they all have a different, uh, a different, a different flavor of, of a piece of pie that you can bring to the table. You know, and bottom line, you know, the way I see it is that everybody that I meet knows something that I don't know. So we can always learn. We can always learn from everybody. But these, you know, a great, great way to elevate people and to make sure that they're tapping into their leadership and developing it is giving them opportunities to lead. Imagine that. Right. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> so give them the opportunity. And and often, you know, it 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 doesn't really require much work on my end. It's really just, you know, here's an idea. And then these fantastic people just take off with it, right? Then they end up probably not, they end up maybe, you know, producing something that's even better than what you would have produced. Absolutely. Because they're excited and they're, so it's, it's great to see that. And, and it's great to see, you know, the, 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 the fantastic school principals that I work with, they're so engaged within their communities and they want what's best for everybody. And to see them, you know, really, making the time and making it of, of the utmost importance to develop their leadership, knowing the impact that they can have on their community uh, and the importance to develop other leaders. I think it's, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so happy to be doing this type of work with them. You know, the only work that you really have to do when we empower somebody is to be there to support them once they finish for any time they fall, fall down or anything Absolutely. like that. I, you just, man, you are, you are on a roll. You're just preaching today. That's awesome. <laughs> so we're getting near the end of the podcast. And I, I have two questions that, uh, that I want to ask everybody that's on the podcast. If you weren't in education or if you weren't an educator, who, not what would you be? Who would I be? Mm. Um, well, I'd probably still be myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Given. but who would I be? Well, I think I would, I would still be, um, I would still be that, that positive person. I'm a very positive person. I'm a, you know, glass half full person. I'm a solution oriented person. Love to bring smiles on people's faces. So I, I, you know, who would I be? I would still be that energetic person that brings the positive, that brings, you know, the, uh, the hope. Uh, the inspiration. I would be somebody that would be probably doing something that's helping somebody some way, most likely. I don't know if it'd be an entrepreneur. That's what, not who. Maybe an entrepreneur. I don't know. But, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur now with my, with Inspire Leadership Coaching, it, that was definitely my calling, you know, and, and I was lucky enough, Chris, to have discovered that in high school, you know, when I first agreed in grade, I think it was in grade 10, where I did, I had my first tutor assignment. And to tutor some of my friends in, 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 especially in the sciences. So that's when I really discovered, you know, my calling. And, and that's when I knew that I wanted to be a teacher was way back in, in grade 10. So, so who would I be? I would be somebody that, that is, that, that can bring sunshine, you know, in your day, somebody that'll be there to support you. I'll be the one that'll encourage you. And I'll be the one that's going to ask you a whole bunch of really good questions <laughs> to get you thinking about how you can achieve your next level and uh, and really be happy in your life and be the most productive human being that you can be. You would be a creator of higher efficacy, which is why this position is perfect yeah, for you. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I love that, Chris. <laughs> so 
we've talked about a lot and we've talked about a lot of leadership and and what I loved about this today, really Joel, and which is why I, Mm. we have to continue this conversation afterwards um, or maybe even for a second show later on, Mm. but is you've really kind of talked about leadership from looking at it from the other side, developing leaders where typically we talk about developing teachers, which then bleeds down to students, but you've taken it that step backwards to show that there is a bigger picture because you develop leaders, leaders develop teachers, teachers develop students. But in in leaving us, what's the most important or most valuable piece of advice you could give to help leaders better support, engage, and empower those they lead? Um, there's a lot of stuff that I would say, <laughs> but I'm not going to say a lot of stuff. I would. There's two things that comes that comes to my mind. The the first thing I would tell uh, aspiring leaders is read the research because there is more and more research when it comes to the impact of leadership, the impact of you know uh, collective leader efficacy, for example. There's a ton of of research already out there, and there's more and more coming out. So read up on that stuff. It's really important. And the second thing I would say is, and it might be cliche, but you know you never stop learning. You have to keep pursuing different uh, opportunities for, you know, so that you can grow yourself. You know, John Maxwell said that success is when I add value to myself and significance is when I add value to others. I talked about the oxygen mask in the plane, right? That's the first, never, ever stop learning because you're modeling, even in my, you know, you're you're a model of it. Even in my position, you know, I'm, I'm, working on, uh, you know, collective leadership, developing leadership, but I'm also a model, you know, I've got a coach as well. You know, I, I've had coaches in the past. I've got a coach. Uh, I keep taking trainings. I keep reading and I share that with the people that I work with. I share that with my colleagues and I share it with the teacher leaders. You know, this is what I'm reading. This is what I'm doing. Sometimes I'll share articles that I'm reading or I'll tell them, listen, you got to read this book. It's fantastic. So you never stop learning because learning doesn't have a finish line never does. So it doesn't matter where you are in life. You could be learning about something. It could be something that you're passionate about. It could be something related to your work or not. But never, ever stop learning. Never, ever stop growing. And especially for school leadership, Chris, because we need to walk the talk. And it's one thing to say, you know, do this, do this, and do this to develop your leadership. But when the person that's saying it is actually living it and doing it and sharing and making that visible to others, it'll only help you in your quest to add value to others and to be able to develop other leaders as well. Fantastic. There were about three different mic drop positions in there, but I just, (laughs) so I have nothing, I have nothing to add to that. I do want to say though, you know, you mentioned a couple of times your, your business that you have and you are starting a new podcast. This is leadership. So anybody that likes the things they find on this. I'm sure they're going to really like what they find on this as leadership if they tune in and listen to that. So can you just tell us a little bit about what you do, what that podcast is about sure. before we take off? Yeah, sure. So yeah, like I mentioned, uh, my consulting business and leadership development is Inspire Leadership Coaching. Uh, website is inspireleadership.ca. Um, most of the context is in French presently because I am a French uh, Canadian, but I do offer trainings, uh, workshops, keynote speaking, all that jazz uh, in English as well. Uh, the podcast, I've had a French language podcast for the last four years, which I named Inspire Leadership Podcast. So I've got uh, many, many episodes on that one. But uh, in speaking with a lot of my colleagues, uh, you know, I, I wanted to broaden my horizons a little bit more and just 
give me the opportunity to be able to meet other people. And as you know, Chris, you're a podcaster as well. You know, I podcast for me first, right? It's for my learning and I get to meet people like you. Uh, and I learned from those people. So uh, I wanted to just pursue that. And I had mentioned before, you know, for a leader, it's important to be a model. And that's one way that I keep pushing myself is doing the podcast, you know, meeting with people, learning from them, and then putting it out there to see if anybody else can benefit from it. So because of that, I said, listen, I'd like to get into the the English language, of course, the, the English podcasting. So I will be launching my new podcast, which is called This Is Leadership. And that should be launching uh, sometime in August. So uh, keep keep a lookout on that on the website or, you know, uh, everywhere you can download podcasts because it is everywhere, iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just do a search. This is leadership and it will pop up. And I've got some uh, great recordings, great guests already, hoping that Chris will find a date so that you can come on my podcast as well. And we'll talk about your fantastic book that I just finished reading. Oh. But yeah, so the podcasting, basically, Chris, is is to add value to others, to be able to uh, get them to uh, keep developing their leadership. And, you know, one of the things that I do see in my introduction for my podcast is that it's your intersection between growth and leadership. And when I say that in my introduction to my podcast, what I mean is that it's because it is a time that we make to stop and to listen to these episodes and learn. And if we don't make the time to stop and learn, Chris, we know we've got, everybody's got a crazy schedule. It won't happen. If it's not in my calendar, it ain't going to happen. So making that time it allows us to create those crossroads between growth and leadership. So listen in. Got some fantastic people coming up. This is leadership. It's going to be awesome. Perfect. That's that's fantastic. Joel, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. You said a, a ton of things. And like I said, you know, I'm I'm I'd be I'd be honored to be on your podcast. You don't even have to call me out on mine to get me to do oh, it. Fantastic. I'll sign up. All right. <laughs> but also, I, I wasn't kidding when I said maybe we have to look at a second show to cover some more of this stuff that you're talking about. It's, oh, I'd love it's to. It's all great. I'd love to. So thanks. I'd love and, to. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Chris. Well, that's a wrap, but not the end. Next step, be sure to take action on something you heard here today. Thanks for listening to the Scene to Lead podcast. If you'd like to connect for any reason, email me at drchrissj at gmail.com or catch me on Twitter at Dr. C.S. Jones. If you've gotten any value from the Scene to Lead podcast, you can help me and other leaders create a world-class environment through a teacher-centric approach by subscribing to the show, leaving an honest rating and review, and sharing this episode on social media with your most valuable takeaway. Learn more at drcsjones.blog. Continue to improve and go have a successful week. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E.